0: January thirty first, two thousand and twenty is live for Pedro show. Watt for Peter, show. Happy Friday. I know I just did one a couple days ago, but I got a request because my memory got jogged that fucking Brother Denko is back in on tour mode. And why not let people know? Uh, you got a bunch of California gigs. Uh, uh, well, I got to tell you, we, we, we played John Coltrane, uh, Locomotion, because fucking Brother Denko is a locomotive. And bounce some live <laughs> stuff. Probably playing a uh, bounce, maybe, on this little tour you got, right?
1: Maybe. Um, yeah, it just all depends on what happens or whatever we feel like, or whatever it's gonna go down. If someone makes a special request, maybe. But yeah.
0: Well, in there's a little spiel you got going at the beginning of the tune, and you say, "I gotta look at the fucking set list because I don't know what's next." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, you know, yeah, Banner, Banner's always good right at gigs Because, yeah you Gotta make a connect with the gig goers uh, Look, when did we last talk? It was last year sometime, right? I think it's almost to the week, yeah Okay, so yeah. let's talk about in between what's happened
1: Well, yeah. let's see We did, um, I think I was on Watt from Pedro's show just before we went on tour with Nashville Pussy. And we did that uh, tour. It was great. We had a lot of fun with those guys. Our album came out, A Rock Supreme. And we toured that and we went on tour with Volbeat this past fall in Europe. And now we we just got back from Belgium last, this this Monday, this past Monday. And now we're headed out to San Diego, L.A., uh, San Francisco, and Huntington Beach. Uh,
0: nothing up north?
1: No, I think San Fran is about as north as we get.
0: Okay, okay. And where Ramona's bottom of the hill? Bottom of the hill
2: yeah. with
1: uh, junkyard and Zed. Wow, is it the junkyard with Chris? Yeah, yes, but I don't think he's currently in the lineup, okay. and neither is Brian. But I think all is cool in that camp with them, uh, and they're just uh, going no, to join us. that was
0: years us. ago, right? It was the. Uh... Minor threat guys and uh, big boy guys and you
1: know. yeah, that was the thing. And and when I was you know uh, just watching TV and I saw Brian Baker you know with a cut off jean jacket playing Southern style blues rock, I was intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> I th- well, uh, maybe
0: he's helping Bad Religion.
1: Yeah, he is. He's yeah. in Bad Religion now. So Bad Religion is his full time gig, um, but he. I think he comes by when he can to join them on stage. And I think he's even in one of their newest videos playing guitar. So I think everyone's cool in that camp. But they acknowledge that, you know, Brian's got uh, a fairly big full-time day job to do.
0: Okay. And you still got the same drummer, man. Yes. Rich Knox on drums.
1: He's been with us for seven years.
0: Right, right. Well, I know for a little while there, you know, JC, we're going through some drummers a little bit. So seven yeah. years yeah. now. But yes, is that the longest time for a Danko drummer, man? It is. Yeah, he has broken the record, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, there's no signs of stopping. Uh, we all three of us get along very well, and and uh, it's great. It's it's really fun touring these days.
0: Hey, where are you right now? Where are you talking to me via Skype?
1: Toronto, Canada.
0: So you ain't got to California yet. Okay, that's coming though, right?
1: Yeah, um, next uh, next week we'll be we'll be there playing.
0: Okay, so what's Toronto like right now, end of January?
1: Surprisingly, not as snowy as I think uh, a lot of Americans would think. Uh, we did have a storm a couple of weeks ago, but now it's just it's uh, just cold, just <laughs> just bitterly cold. Not not deathly cold, just bitterly cold.
0: Yeah, you know, I finally played there again. Um, Oh, really? With the Missing Man back in October at the Horseshoe. Sold out. Oh, People are very kind to us. it had been a long time, you know, since like a Mike Watt tour. Now, last time I was in Toronto, it was actually that Fort Young. It was something with the Stooges. So I had not done a Mike Watt tour in a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, Now, if you came by in October, I think we were away on tour with Volbeat that time, yeah. In Europe. Yeah, so you definitely missed it.
0: Yeah, and, and I only did one. So the spring, like a year from this spring, I'm going to do another uh, big-ass Watt tour because I'm going to have a new Missing Man album. And I will do more. <laughs> yeah, you got to come up here know, more. this is fucking ridiculous. It was so easy. I did all the stuff. I didn't even have to get out of the boat. The guy at the booth handled everything. It's... Uh, Canada's made it much more common than you uh, for U.S. people. Now, unfortunately, I heard it's not that way for you guys coming over here.
1: No, it's tough. It's tough.
0: <laughs> like you got to make this letter that kind of sells you <laughs> why you should be a- able to come here and stupid shit like this. Uh, 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 yes, yeah, something like that. That. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, Canadian friends of mine told me such, a- and then the boat—you have to put up a lot of bones too. So I, I, I don't.
1: Well, that you got to do for sure. That's a definite thing. Yeah. So a lot of people in America wonder why we don't tour very often there. And, and, you know, what, what gives, you know, and uh, they don't know the red tape involved yeah, behind right. the scenes.
0: Right. right. And uh, I don't know, man, that's kind of silly. What are they afraid of? <laughs> Competition. I, c-
1: I, I think it's completely silly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> anyway, I got something live uh, from here out. You guys doing first date? You are my woman, question mark. Let's listen.
3: Thanks for
4: clapping. This isn't even the beginning of a song. We're just trying to get everybody clapping. The next song actually starts with some bass guitar. I'm glad to see everybody clapping. And by everybody, I mean one-fifth of the crowd, but that's all right. Train. I'll team. it up. we attitude. you always cool. I I you. I That's my That's my That's your my car, you to and my do It's And my job. Oh yeah.
5: the destruction of a universe the palpitation of so many levels at the extreme juncture of things with the result of a really big bang welcome to the life cycle of things just another daily routine really just a spot along the highway the super highway of the universe is the collision of the big bang theory a rolling mistake in the cosmos so much hatred on our little earth it really means nothing at all everything will be wiped out eventually so many chances but only one available one at a time my friend Let's not spoil our one chance, but it all seems so meaningless, a dot on a fuzzy screen. Your hatred is blown away into smithereens of meaninglessness because you are only one chance out of many. All kinds of levels of universes means ours is so tiny. Now go and search for meaning, but back to blowing it. Maybe it was meant to be anyways. Just another step in the process, the 12-step confessions of the universe. On another destructive binge, particular to the process—the process of drying out, the casting off of evil habits—into the true process of things, to know your dimension in the universe and the universe in your dimension. No, would that, what gives and takes in the third world semi-dimension shifted away infinite times, lost, tossed on a planetary shelf, in a regular process of course—a love, a life, a laugh, a world—just comes and goes, I guess. That's the way life is. One day you've got it and the next day you're history.
6: If I say red onion, do you see zebra stripes, or the tuft where it was topped? Palpate the new feeling, long-necked, warm-breasted, like a morning dove. Name it coffee.
0: Offer Pedro show, Yeah, that's a Danko doing first date. You are my woman alive. Uh, something brand new from Huma, Eva. Joe Brewer, that Jack Brewer from Sacred Trust. Uh, cousin, Madison. He sent me another, I don't know, 30, 40 poems. Uh, some Big Bang. 21 Vec out of Skopje with, uh, <laughs> my Macedonian here, forgive me. Ulica <laughs> Pol, Yeah, Maybe not so bad. <laughs> um, Jaded Azuride's Breakup bass, Bones Karen Schover uh, Chris Chappelle's Distortion Pedal with By the Numbers Trotsky picked first new music in over 20 years at World's End His Name is Alive he's got brand new stuff uh, guitar echo and uh, finally The King is Dead uh, I was asked to play bass on uh, the Cutthroat Brothers uh, latest thing and that's a threefer there uh, back with Denko Jones we're talking about even though their drummer man is Maritime, they've only played Halifax. So he's talking about uh, Prince Edward Island. Like, when I finally get the nerve up to get up to Maritime, we should do it together.
1: That's what I'm saying, too. We should, we should both uh, do a double bill.
0: Now, uh, now, what would you guys would come out of Quebec, you just start driving. <laughs> I mean, how long is the drive? I
1: think so we've only done we've only played Halifax out there, I right. think, and when we did it was a 20 hour deadhead drive I think um, we took a really bad route um, and uh, after that we just would we were just gonna fly we fly in to do a Halifax show but if we're doing. Like, you know, a bunch of other provinces and cities in them. I I, I don't know. We would probably – I don't know how we'd make our way out there. But, yeah, I don't know. Because
0: there's places in between. You, it doesn't have to be just a 20-hour hell ride. There are some stops in between.
1: Yeah, it's just this route – oh, this is – we're going back like 96.
0: A little while and, ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little before GPS. And uh, <laughs> we we took this route that was – Um, in a book or whatever uh, used as a a way to get to Halifax. And and by the time we got to Halifax, everyone in the city was like telling us, you didn't take this route. Don't take this route. And that was the route we took. Um, (laughs) There's apparently another route. I think Halifax people know what I'm talking about. But uh, other than that, yeah. Yeah, it kind of spooked us from, I guess, going back.
0: Sounds like the Donner party. You know, they got told shortcut that ended up not a shortcut in the wrong time yeah. of year and actually i don't think they started eating on each other i don't think they found any evidence of that but there was some starving going on <laughs> yeah. I, I, man the toys that kill uh guys todd he's got a label here in pedro called recess right Re- he told me about his first canada trip and before they even got to the border, they ran off the side. Of they were there to some Volkswagen bus with no heater in three days. He he still got, it's like from around those times, 96, he still, still has frostbite wounds that hurt him from 25 years ago.
1: Yeah, I don't doubt it. You know, you mentioned how tough it is touring uh, Canada and the No Means No guys. The, the tour, I think every band should tour Canada, um, because it really determines whether or not you can be a band. It yeah. breaks up a lot of bands.
0: It's a litmus test. That,
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a test. It's a test to see if you've got the nerve and the strength and the will, the de- determination to, to to play music, if you can tour Canada from end to end.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... That, that. That's saying something, you know. And I just turned sixty-two, and it's time for me to put myself up to that test. I mean, this this last tour I did was number sixty-seven, but it's not a real tour till I do end-to-end Canada tour.
1: Yeah, <laughs> because there's that. One, there's a few drives that last for over twenty hours to get to the next city, and and so you know, it's a test to see if you've got the stamina for it, but also you know, to see if you guys can get along in the van. Right. You know, exactly. One guy's one guy's driving you nuts, or some guy's playing music you don't like, et cetera, et cetera.
0: <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, I did a tour with the Tad Falco, and uh, his solution to that was, you no no music. <laughs> 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 and once I met Sam Henry, you know, the drummer on the first Wipers album, and I said, "What was it like to be in the Wipers?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, you know, Greg Sage, uh, rule number one: no laughing in the van." <laughs> Oh my god. No. <laughs> and I think rule number two is Greg did all the driving, it was about thirty-five miles an hour.
1: <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's interesting um in rock and roll when people talk about bands breaking up and Oh, how tragic that was that they could have kept going. And you would think it's because this guy, you know, was a mean guy to that guy and these guys and all this crazy drama. But in reality, the reason a lot of bands break up is because one guy just can't stand how the other guy chooses
0: food. I was going to say something like that. That's one reason why I don't eat with my men. <laughs> you know, it's it's as small. It, it really is as small as that.
1: Embarrassingly so. So you never hear the stories, yeah, the yeah. real truth.
0: It becomes that little tiny shit that just starts gr- grinding on you. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like. If like he how... sucks his fingers after he gets done eating them ribs one more time. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
1: And if he puts that seatbelt on the way that he does when we get in the van, I'm gonna knock him out. You know, like that is really what makes or breaks bands. I think.
0: So with all these tours, do do you ever write songs while you're touring?
1: Um, I'd say ninety five percent no. But the songs that we've written on the road at a sound check or or what have you in a in a dressing room have lasted. They've actually you know become part of uh, the set a lot of the time. Um, but I can really count them on one hand.
0: Okay, so. Well, what do you do? Do you make demos at home and show them to the guys? Yeah, the usual, well, we've just started,
1: uh, you know, really just starting to work on the next record. And so what usually happens is, yeah, I'll I'll amass a a bunch of riffs over, you know, a year and a half. And then um, every time we meet up in the practice space, I'll I'll bring four or five and I'll just kind of shoot them at them. And if anybody bites, if, they like it then we we go further but the trick is to not get married to the riffs too much to the point where you have to crowbar it onto the album because you just you're just married to it now so i try not to like listen over listen to the riffs i try not to get attached to it too much um and that way if no one really likes it i have no you know vested interest past you know showing it to them
0: what about the trying it out in front of people first? Like, like uh, for example, I did this tour in December. It was only five gigs, but it was right before recording an album. And man, the first gig was so terrible because it didn't know the tunes really. But by that fifth one, the next day when we went into the studio, man, was it easy to do the recording. And you know, a lot of times, I mean, going back to Minutemen days, we never really got to you know play the album before we recorded it have you ever you know I'm, I'm can you relate to what i'm trying to say here Daniel?
1: you know, absolutely because it was years before we put out our first studio album and so there was years of us just like we write a song on wednesday and we play it on saturday and uh we by the time and if it if it got a great reaction then it would find its way into the set and then by the time we went into the studio to record it, um, we were we were playing it with with relative ease. Uh, unfortunately, these days, lots of things factors have changed that setup because a we don't really uh, we kind of take a break, you know, and and write without playing shows and and uh, the digital age with phones and. Everyone recording stuff, we don't want it out there if it's not fully realized. So it's kind of gotten complicated in that sense.
0: Oh, so you don't want to play it in front of people before you release it?
1: Well, just in case someone, you know... Yeah, right, um,
0: everybody's got recording. Yeah, with their fucking leashes and shit. And then you hear the YouTube.com recorded, it's
5: terrible,
1: right? It's terrible. And it's even to the point where, like, the album is recorded, the album has been released. Yeah. But because, you know, like you're saying, we just never got a chance to play it live before we released it, Past our, you know, rehearsal room or the studio uh, rehearsal room. When we finally get to play it live, sometimes it's in front of a lot of people. And there's videos on YouTube where, you know, especially this one song where it took me, it took me about a year for me to get my breathing right, to sing it and play it at the same time. And so the first few times we played it, the comments on the YouTube, comments of people watching the video going, you know, you should really practice. <laughs> and they don't realize it's it's the, the second time I'm playing it live. Yeah, like right, right, yeah. Figure, you know, so,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that is the kind of thing. But this idea of, I mean, okay, here's the way I look at it. You got to do the prac in the prac pad before you bring it to people. But playing it mm-hmm. actually in front of people my experience has taught me that's kind of the real prack.
1: that is it is you know what is. I
0: mean because if you clam in a prac bed no one sees it and you ain't gotta work a room you ain't gotta you know ride a vibe or stuff it's it's kind of your way but a gig is a real test right
1: yes it's it's um yeah it's it's scary I mean I think on these uh, west coast dates there is one song we're gonna we have never played live and I think we're gonna play it and uh that means I'm going to have to go through that song about 20 times on my own just so I can step on stage and get to that point where maybe it's the equivalent of having a couple of shows under your belt. So it's not the same. Playing it in your practice space between e- each other is – is you can play it 50 times and it doesn't – it doesn't equal one live show playing in front of live people, you know.
0: I totally agree. I totally. Yeah, but you do so. got to do that, prac because when it comes to playing in front of people, oh, my God, you got to have something. But yeah. it's still not yeah, the whole yeah. dealio. It's not the whole dealio. That's why I don't really call it rehearsal. I've yet to hear a basketball players say, I'm going to go to the gym and rehearse some shots. <laughs> right? You're either pracking, you either taking them or yanking ain't. It's true, yeah. I, I know do. it's a semantic fucking thing, but it kind of bugs me sometimes. But there's something about that and and really got uh, shown to me in December with, with this MSSV project. I was, man, the just playing the five gigs before going into the pad. Now, it was different than a Watt thing. I was helping another man's project, but it, wow, it was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for the next second man record, missing man record, right before I'm going to do five gigs. And even if they stink it up, it's going to somehow help the record. I don't know. I know. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out.
1: Well, you know what we do uh, to make up for it is, is kind of like a middle ground is uh, play it at soundcheck. So you're still playing it in front of um, the club, the club sound man, maybe some of the loaders there, uh, maybe <laughs> the promoters there, maybe uh, the opening band is there, maybe yeah. their friends are there. There's a there's a crew of about five to 15 people. And you kind of, kind of do it for for the the bodies in the room.
0: That's a that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. Last day of January 2020. Brother Danko, special guest. Hold tight for hour two. January 31, 2020. It's the second hour of the Watford Pedro Show.
4: You get out of bed, you're always ready to go. I catch you looking like a million bucks when you walked out the door. You got something they call attitude, dripping all over the floor. Nobody says nothing, they just make their assumptions. Now you got them on all fours. Down the street, hanging off of my arms. You shake, their shiver, and you laugh out loud. Know when to turn on the charm. Nobody minds it, man. They like it a lot. When you're walking down the strip, you get away with most anything. Especially when you're licking your lips.
7: Say it's all in your mind, my real life was born, so I was brainstorming, balling, but ain't scoring, focused on making fortunes, Lord, when will I ball, is it before the world end? Everything happens for a thought, I think I deserve it then, life's a, I want to, am I perverted then? Love is pain, I think I love her, so why am I hurt her then, I'm just trying to get my piece of the pie, that aligns me with the stars in the sky. Every thought has an energy which makes the philosophy possibly the reason you able to make your dreams come true. The main obstacle in life surviving, and I'ma make sure that you can hear me like Verizon. I used to put in work, but now I'm just hiring. Keep them devils at a arm's distance, eyes me. You look for handouts, claiming your network. I took a different route. I use my network. It's the Garbage Man and other rappers just garbage Plus they lying in their raps Kind artists Make me sick just to mingle with these niggas Give me double the cash I write singles for these niggas The top on the car dropped I'm on top, it won't drop like I'm afraid of heights Looking down on city lights, can't wait till I get big Like a skinny brother with a complex I take this rapping serious Like TSA, take bomb threats I ain't from outer space I'm still a star though, I wrote a love letter she wrote me back a card, note. She wants a businessman, she wants to be my company It's lonely at the top so she can be my company I'm underrated You underpaid and slow money gets left behind Like you flunked the grade Money bars, my notepads, there's money on my books The mixtape is baked just to get you hooked So nobody buying your album on iTunes Cause everybody bumping broke the wine at iTunes this is poetry in motion With sound waves I just let it float like an ocean Antagonized world I'm inorganically detached I bet you never thought You'd see your alien that raps Now up until now Was in the world of triple darkness Now let there be light On the mic I'm an arsonist In the form of my self-created man The flow hot That's why they call my offspring My fans Permitted by a law The world is putty in my hands Ceramics Motivated by righteous dynamics I cut the negatives off like an aneurysm Develop self-discipline and good mannerisms A lot whack bar, 360 degrees The Lord of the worlds, of the God in the seas If I'm a dead man walking, no regrets And if I die, then I'm just another Michael Max I wish you would doubt me Open your Bible Isaiah wrote a book about me, I be in the heat of battle, it's all mental, the aftermath gets manifested through my physical reality, they still caught up in that fiction, in a world of aberration, self-contradiction, I give them knowledge of themselves, you ain't under my spell, then you must be overwhelmed, game over, when I'm prayed up, it's like I ain't sober, natural high, up before the sun, no over. I make them pay attention like it's charity It's your day of judgment, my moment of clarity I'm scientific with these lyrics These ain't metaphors, this is more metaphysics If I'm a dead man walking, no regrets And if I die, then I'm just another Michael Max. The main endeavor was to bring out the best in me But enemies want to bring out the beast But when it's time to feast, guess what I'ma eat? Bacon, hybrid meat, no swine flu, just wine flow. I'm that sick with it. Knew his ass was nosy, then he went and put his lips in it. Sabotage, now it's wartime, camouflage with your fake ass. Nicki Minaj trying to learn it all overnight. That's funny, life is only a crash course for a crash dump They say we living in the time of judgment But didn't tell us that our homeboys was the judges Dug a hole six feet deep before religion Can't take instruction or indirect criticism If I'm a dead man walking, no regrets And if I die, then I'm just another Michael Max
4: Oh <laughs>
0: show. We start off the second hour with Danko Jones doing my little R&R. Now this was called the, the Pile Sessions. You did live, but it was at a radio station. Oh,
1: maybe it's a different recording uh, off. Uh, it's not the studio recording.
0: Well, it was like you guys were in a studio, but you were playing live and it was called, it said in the YouTube.com info, Pile Sessions. Oh yeah. P-Y-L-E-S. Um,
1: yeah, we did um, uh, a radio show out in um, San Diego. Okay. Uh, gosh, I think it was two years ago.
0: Some guy named Pile. Uh, Gomer Pile. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, his name of course, when we were me. boys, we used to call it Gomer's Pile.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, um, uh, I, I can't I can't remember the uh, actual. It's first name, but it's it's the piles sessions. That's it's it's named after his last name.
0: Okay, yeah, because it's got a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I think the you guys have C in front of your stations. Ours is if you're west of the Mississippi, it's got a K. If you're east, it's a W.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're we're
1: C from coast to coast. I
0: believe. C's. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Mexico is X's because that's easy. T- you heard on the X because they had well, massive ah. transmitters. You know.
1: I didn't know that. I yeah. did not know that's where it's from.
0: Yeah, it's a Lightning Hopkins lick, but the w- words are about the Mexican. I mean, Wolfman Jack, his show was on, like, in Tijuana or something, so they could broadcast really far. Now, this is, like, 60s, old days, 70s. Uh, then we had uh, Andrea Vita out of Berlin doing Wiccan. Uh, DJ J. Wright's with Malcolm X, 66s From Alexander DeLarge Philharmonic Orchestra, that's out in Milano, and from Australia, Mod Vigil, Automatic Remote. You've been to Australia, right?
1: Yeah, we were just there in September.
0: And how many times? You've been there a bunch? Oh, not too many, but three
1: three times, three times.
0: Because do you go back to the big day out days? It was this huge festival. They they called it the Big Day Off because it was like five gigs in three weeks.
1: Yeah. Um, no, we never played Big Day Out. We did um, Soundwave.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they had a big problem with the fires.
1: Oh yeah, Christ. it's still it's still going, and and uh, you know, uh, like there's been other animals? things.
0: That- a billion animals?
1: It's crazy. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, beyond words. I, I I have really nothing. I know it was raining. It it started to rain uh, last week.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So yeah, I just hope everything's you know getting getting better for everyone in Australia. But uh, it's tough.
0: Yeah, I remember as a boy, I would read (laughs) antipodes. No antipodes. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, uh, so you, you like. Okay, so you're saying, like, practice songs, but do it for the crew. (laughs) Do it for whoever's there at soundcheck time.
1: Yeah, that way you can at least kind of get get some sort of live feeling playing this new song, you know, you guys haven't played before. Right. So I kind of – usually I kind of zone everyone out when we're doing soundcheck and just kind of focus on, you know, whether I can hear myself in the monitors. But when we're doing a new song – I kind of focus outward and try and pretend that they're paying attention, whether they are or not, you know, and, um, see if we can, you know, pull it off at, at a sound well, check.
0: You know, you've made a lot of records. were Some of those records that were totally written in the studio and never got to be played in front of people.
1: Um, yeah, kind, well, kind of, I mean, by the time we hit the studio where we've got the songs we're playing, we know them front to back, we could probably play them very well. That is the time where we can play the new songs the best in front of people, almost seamlessly. Because you've been backing them for the yeah, for the yeah. Uh, but you know, there's such a there's such a time between finishing the recording and uh, going on tour to promote it that by the time that happens, <laughs> I've forgotten how to play the new songs. So you know, we're talking
0: about that about you having to, you know. Of course, in the studio, you can sing separate from playing guitars. But you've never thought of, you, you like this idea of the trio. Because some guys, they'll, they'll bring support guys, right? Dudes yeah. who aren't really in the band, but they'll help you out by playing, what, like a shadow guitar, a rhythm guitar or something?
1: Yeah, uh, session guys.
0: Yeah, you've always been shy away from, you'd rather struggle and learn it as a trio in front of people.
1: Oh, yes, I mean...
0: Yeah, I'm with some, them
1: too. Sometimes you, you kind of wish, uh, why don't we just make a phone call and we can be out of here sooner? But uh, no, nope, you got to just stick with it. And uh, well, you know, I'm only going to write a guitar part that I can play. I'm the, I, I, it's impossible for me to write something that I can't play um, because I just don't have the chops to do that. I can't write beyond my ability.
0: I'm thinking um, of a Canadian band, uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh, okay. Uh, right, uh, and uh, Randy Bachman, who was in the Guess Who, of course. Yeah, he would. You could tell he would write parts with a rhythm guitar part and a lead guitar part, right? Which, yeah. if you're in a trio, if you're Billy Gibbons, that's gonna be tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm no Billy Gibbons on guitar, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but so, so yeah, like I'll write, like I'll record the rhythm guitar no, I think tracks. You play
0: pretty good, Danko. I like your guitar
1: Oh well, thank you. I mean, I do take a lot of cues from Billy Gibbons. Like he's my favorite guitar player. God,
0: I got to really, wow. Yes. I just ate that out of my ass, but I got to meet him once. I mean, especially Trace Ombres. We love that. Album. Oh, I, I've met him three times. Whoa.
1: And all three times I can walk away saying that he was cooler than cool.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Did you meet yeah. Frank and Dusty too?
1: I yeah. met, um, Dusty once. And, uh, but, but Billy, I've met three times, including like a one-on-one sit down in his, uh, dressing room Damn.
0: once. Yeah. You know, they've been together as a tree. I don't think only four tops has been together without, you know, switching a dude. Like yeah. Like over 45 years or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, want to play, uh, Baby Hates me here. <laughs>
3: from the government yesterday They asked me to spit into a cup and send it back to
6: them so
3: they could know
5: where I come
6: from <laughs>
3: What is it? I've in
0: For Pedro Show. That was uh, Danko doing Baby Hates Me live. Brand new for Mario DeSandro City, but I think he's moving down here. Necessary change. Zigzags and Fallout. Second man did a split. What do you call a 33 7 inch EP? Okay. DMF with Red Wings. Johnny, I saw last week. He's Going to be making music again, but on drums. M.B. Jones out of on My Geology. His new science fiction gazette. The Healers out of Illinois, near near Indiana. Uh, I want to be a dog. Kind of antithesis of uh, Ig. They gave Ig a lifetime, the Hammies gave him a lifetime award, but they didn't show it on the TV. I saw
1: something online about that, yeah. Isn't that lame? I, I
0: didn't... It's fucking... Well, that's why I call them the hammies. <laughs> and then <laughs> Dan Jones and squids out of Kansas City, Missouri. Tequila, grapefruit, soda. Sounds terrible. <laughs> so as, as far as crew, when you go on the road, do you take a big crew?
1: Uh, it depends on the tour. Um, like, if, for example, like like this a, one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this one we've just got one one guy with us. Um, uh, who's gonna kind of do double duty and do guitars and stage? Um, and JC, our bass player, he's gonna do tour managing duties. Yeah. Um, but then when we do like a full kind of European headlining tour, uh, we've got a tour manager, a sound person, a stage tech guy, and a merch guy. Um, in past years we've done uh we've taken out a lighting guy too but usually it's just those four spots and the three of us a lighting guy yeah we usually don't but but, uh bigger pads right
0: and i've seen i've seen on the videos you got a kind of a thing behind you what do you call that a banner (laughs) yeah like a backdrop backdrop that's the word (laughs) yeah yeah what yeah I was wondering about, so those those got to kind of be for a bus, because how do you roll that up and get it in the boat? I mean, in the van.
1: <laughs> I know, those take <laughs> up a whole pelican case on their, yeah, on their own. Yeah, I was <laughs>
0: just going to say, uh, huge, huge kind of dealio. But, you know, when it's your turn to play, especially at festivals, people don't know who you are. Those things make a lot of sense, I think.
1: <laughs> it does, especially if it's, like, you know, filmed and then posted later on. Sure. Someone in you know wherever who wasn't at the show and they see it, they're they're also wondering who you yeah, are.
0: Who you are? We're at the end of the second hour, last day of January 2020. Daniel Jones, hold tight for hour three. January 31st, 2020. It's the third hour of the What for Pedro show.
4: No interrupting, I need something When we're playing, you know what I'm saying I'm sick of waiting, waiting we're playing, now we're fainting I'm sick of waiting, waiting When you criticize with your pretty eyes You drove a stake right through my heart when you're burning hell Remember what I said You had to tell
0: for Pedro's show, we started the third hour off with uh, Danko Jones doing Had Enough, and then Drum El Jefe, Wasted Space with Empress, and another uh, which was like some predecessor to uh, a tragic comedy here at Pedro. And then uh, Richard Derrick, Lakeway Richard Derrick with another umbrella and Better Things to Do. Uh, So you said you're bringing one song on this little string of dates here. So you got plans for uh, an album coming up? Well,
1: no, we plan really far in advance. We've only just started to throw ideas around. So it's really at the gestation period right now.
0: But you've gestated one, one, two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And and play it out for people. And so you haven't even thought about where you're going to do it or.
1: No, you know, and then of course, if, you know, we try it out and, someone makes a giant mistake, uh, we're going to get too spooked to play it.
0: <laughs> you, you, you know what? You're, you've been, always been kind of a song-oriented guy. But have you ever thought of doing the fucking opera, uh, the, the whole album trip, story?
1: Uh, like like from beginning to end kind yeah, of like
0: thing? like The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway or A Quick One Way Away, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: No, no, it's just, you know, um Never. Never, no.
0: I had to ask it. <laughs> yeah, look, uh,
1: I'm more into just you know uh, three minutes and that's it. Move yeah, yeah, on to yeah, the yeah, next yeah, thing.
0: Yeah. So, so your, your albums are collections of songs. You never want. Or yeah, or, there, no, there's, no, there's, no. There's other high words for it, like a song cycle or a
1: concept album. Concept or, record, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, never a concept. The concepts remain in a three-minute. Yeah, rock uh, and roll.
0: Right. Yeah. that's the concept Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. nothing wrong with it. I was just thinking well maybe Danko gets his idea on his mind that's too big for one fucking tune he's got to make a whole album out of it
1: no it that'll never happen
0: <laughs> who was the guy there's some Canadian guy uh, the guy with uh, his, his hands up against the, the star oh Rush 2112 yeah yeah ah. my buddy Tony took me to see that in the 70s pull cleaner, a friend of mine
1: Yeah, actually, uh, Neil Pert from Rush, the drummer, uh, passed away uh, a few weeks ago. That's right.
0: And he wrote the words, right?
1: Yeah, he was the wordsmith there, yeah.
0: And, uh, like, I don't think it was a whole album. I think it was half the album. (laughs) But I got to tell you, I fell asleep. (laughs) I mean, it was in the 70s. It was an arena gig, and it was a long time ago. But then a friend of mine wanted to see them. This lady, her boyfriend liked them a lot, so they were coming around. Maybe 10 years ago. And I knew the boss who was downtown L.A. They're having gigs there nowadays. and I said, "Uh, okay, I I can get you in and we'll see this. And I fell asleep again like 30 years apart. (laughs) Now, I don't know if it was the same tune. (laughs) I mean, they could play really good. You know, in fact, I got to meet those guys because uh, Les Claypool, I opened up for a Primus tour. And he loves them dudes. And I got to meet them. And they were really in Toronto. In fact, we oh. were playing the Maple Leaf Place, but it was the old tiny when the Leafs played there a long time ago. Yeah, Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah. Okay. Really old tiny, and uh, yeah, really sweaty. <laughs> it I've was seen, summertime. People I've actually old,
1: seen Rush at Maple Leaf Gardens myself. So
0: okay, that's where I met him. Really nice guys. Yeah. And man, could they play! And, and you know, people told me about that drummer man. He had incredible heaviness, like cancer killing his wife, killing his daughter.
1: He's had a, he had a big, a rough life. Yeah. It was tough there. Um, There's tragic events with his wife and his, his daughter. Uh, And then in, I think in the later period of his life, he remarried and you know, they, they never lost any popularity. Uh, They just kept to themselves.
0: No, but then this is his body right. He couldn't play drums anymore.
1: Uh, yeah, he had, uh, a form of brain cancer, but before that, I think he had retired due to the fact that, you know, to be a drummer, I think it takes way more physicality than okay. the other posts in a band.
0: Absolutely. Um, Georgie so, told me it was like balancing on your fucking tailbone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So I think he just wasn't able to compete with his, you know, 25 year old self anymore.
0: Well. Yeah, I heard that's what Emerson uh, Keith Emerson problem he had. He ended up shooting himself. Now, mm. now, I mean, me and you we're getting down the road a little bit, right? And and what have you got? I always thought, or when I read that about Keith Emerson or this stuff, I would change. Maybe I would want to keep playing, but maybe I have to play different. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, a lot of uh, I think guitarists and bass players we have a little longer life when it comes to that. But singers, the voice changes yeah, over time absolutely. and aging changes it. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever happens, I guess I'm going to have to roll with whatever punch, you know.
0: I, I uh, Kurt told me once, nodes like basketballs. Or maybe that was Chris. One, one of those guys was telling me about <laughs> singing high all the time. Yeah, you get nodes oh, yeah. like basketballs. Fucking like yeah. hanging on your uh, chords. And Here, I want to play... Uh, Take it uh, You you had a big jam I found in life Called Mountain Of course yes. I, I'm, You know I helped The the first time I helped guys Was a for Pyro And they had something called Mountain songs That was so
1: <laughs> Yeah right Yeah we uh, The the real name of that song Is Bring on the Mountain
0: Oh okay and it, Let's, let's and then hear in a Bring brackets, on the Mountain
1: Become the Mountain Oh bring become on the, the mountain, mountain And then become the Mountain
2: Okay Here we go <laughs>
3: Thank you.
4: D.D. Mr. Johnny Cash, and Mr. Ray Charles. Because baby, when you get on top of a mountain, the only place to go is sky. Sure This skin gets thicker, this mouth gets louder. This heart gets stronger, this skin gets thicker, this mouth gets louder. This heart gets strong, this thicker, this mouth gets fucking louder.
0: Talking off air about what do we do if like these kind of things come on you that the uh, journey of life brings and Arthur Danko was just saying his skill is a singer so what happens when the the changes come I guess you you, you 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 deal with the hand that's dealt right
1: well if I can make a make a recommendation to you if yeah. that would to happen to you Watt um, you hit it out of the park when you guest starred in our video for full of regret. Oh, the bartender. You, uh, we were looking at each other off camera. You were, you were doing your thing. And while you were doing your thing, all of us were like looking at each other, just going like mouthing the word. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you should get into acting. Yeah. yeah you okay, Hit okay. it out of the park. Okay. Okay. So there's my Bravo. There's my plan B. There's your Plan B right there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dan. I take that to heart. We heard uh, "Take It to the Street" from Moldovan out of Baltimore, Radical Empathy Trio, which has got Nels Klein and with Tullum and uh, Collective Tunnels Part Two. The drummer man, I forgot the name, and I should be cursed forever for that, because drummer men are the heart of the band. Don't take them for granted. And then Mountain Live, which was uh, become the well ended up become the Mountain, but was what was the middle name? Uh, bring on the mountain. Bring on the mountain. Right. And then in brackets, become the mountain. Become the mountain. I love that. That's a, that's a great idea. And in fact, that's what you're going to do. You're going to come to California and become the mountain. Do, do you have gigs outside of here or is it just just this state?
1: Just the, We're just going to California and heading back home.
0: So like a February tour. You're going to leave Canada in February to yeah. go to California where all that sun is.
1: It makes sense. It completely makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course, of course. <laughs> that was the, Yeah, was, That was a lame attempt at a joke there. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but, but really, really bitching. Uh, you know, can I ask you about, uh, I remember the SARS thing in, in Canada having a rough time with it. What was it, f- 15, 20 years ago?
1: Yeah. No, do you think three, with this I
0: coronavirus, think- the same trip?
1: Well, um, well, here's the thing about SARS is my father actually contracted SARS. Okay. Um, it's, I've, I've spoken about this before, but, um, so what happened was, um, my mother, uh, got an allergic reaction to something she ate. They checked into, uh, the hospital and while they were in the waiting room, waiting to see a doctor, the two people that brought SARS to North America were in the same room. whoa, so my father got it, and um my mother and I were quarantined for two weeks, and uh I missed we were we were supposed to take we were supposed to do certain things as a band we i couldn 't do it I was in quarantine. And uh, yeah, it was a crazy thing for this city was basically Toronto was shut down. Yeah. It was a ghost town. Yeah. And because of that, um, we're, I think the city is very prepared for this. But also, the coronavirus isn't anywhere near what SARS was. Um, there was a lot more fatalities with SARS okay. um, at this point at this stage in the game when we're, we're speaking, you know, now in uh, late January, 2020. Um, so as, as we're speaking, um, what we're, we've been told is, is, uh, you know, there's less fatalities for coronavirus, uh, compared to SARS. And so I think because of SARS, it was, um, definitely made everybody a little bit more prepared, at least in Toronto, um and so you know and i know that the world health organization has labeled coronavirus a world health emergency right now that that could scare a lot of people but what it's actually it's more of a strategic thing to do because i think they're saying a lot of the countries in the world are not taking it as seriously as we are in north america so it's kind of a in a weird way, it's a it's a way to shock other countries into getting serious about it by labeling it a world uh, crisis.
0: Sure. Yeah. Why not err on the side of being careful? Yes. I, I was just curious. So, God, you have the firsthand experience.
1: Yeah, really, di- really did have the firsthand experience. And my father was quarantined for us uh, from us and we didn't people were dying. And so we didn't know if we'd even be able to say goodbye so it was, um, it was a scary time. Yeah, very early. Um, but but uh, as you know, everything was – they they basically beat it, or at least with my father, they beat it. He beat it by being given um, an experimental super dosage of antibiotics.
0: Okay. And hopefully they're working on a vaccination.
1: Some yeah, kind of like – yeah, I know everybody now with this coronavirus everybody, all, you know, every all the whole world is kind of geared on you know, uh finding a cure.
0: Sure, sure. Anyway, I didn't mean to tangent like that, but you know, we're like sailors and we have to travel and
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's yeah. a it's a scary um, you know, if if you were just stationary in your city in North America, I think uh 99.9999% safe yeah uh but you and I being that we're travelers, yeah definitely have to make sure you're you're uh protected right, yeah. I always travel as a singer, I always travel with a mask okay so so on this last flight from Belgium to uh from Toronto to Belgium, there was a woman who was sitting beside me who had a cough, yes. and just because I'm a singer, I just whipped out the the mask that I always travel with sure. or the the kind of mask I always throw it out after the flight yeah. so so I, I, I'm all, I'm always like this. But now, because of the coronavirus, the mask that I usually buy is sold out. Okay. They're sold
0: out, you know. So, <laughs> You so got Yep, scrounge up for, for that, man. Anyway, I wish you the best of luck with these gigs. I can't wait till after. And I do want to do a Maritime Canada tour with you. And that for sure, be... I want to be on the fucking Danko radio show. Yeah,
1: and um we talked about it last year and uh you know, stuff happens, but now we gotta we gotta do it.
0: Okay, okay. People it's been uh January thirty first, twenty twenty, in dishwat Peter so special guest Daniel Jones. Keep your powder dry.